With us today is Ty McCoy, former Assistant Secretary of the Air Force. And uh, again, so many things happening. Uh, Ty McCoy, uh, tell us, where do we want to start today? Well, I think we want to start with some of the diplomacy that is taking place. There's a conference coming up in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, with about 40 countries to talk about some terms for a peace conference or a peace uh, settlement between Ukraine and Russia. It looks like it's mainly stacking up uh, to be on the Ukrainian side of things. So there's a lot of uh, positioning going on to see who is going to be able to uh, get some of the terms they want uh, in in this particular war without starting a, war, a wider war. Understood. Uh, I mean, do you think we're getting the truth out of what's really going on over there and uh, what's going on in Russia or or in uh, the Ukraine? I mean, I know Russia is making a ton of money with uh, crude oil being back up to $80 a barrel. So uh, money is no object with them right now. Well, in some ways, it's no object, but they are having to sell their oil at deep discounts to China and India and trying to uh, find ways to get it to market. And a lot of that Russian oil is going through third parties and then making it into the world market. But it is helping them with the higher prices, even though they have to sell at a discount on the black market. I think that uh, their defense budget and their expenditures have gone up so much also that they're beginning to face some some real pressures uh, internally, uh, although the elite are still able to uh, buy goods that are being smuggled in uh, through Kazakhstan and through Georgia, which is turning into a hub of uh, black market uh, goods for the elite. Uh, but the uh, Russians are finding that they are not able to really bring to bear the combat power that they need uh, to make any sort of uh, offensive. They're barely holding on with their defensive position, mainly because of all the preparations and all of the trenches and all of the, the mines and everything that else that they placed uh, during the winter. Uh, the Ukrainians are having difficult moving through those obstacles. They don't have the overall combat power that they need. They don't have the deep strike uh, munitions and capabilities yet. Uh, they don't have the air power that they need. They don't have the tanks uh, that they need to breach those defenses. So right now there are probing attacks going on and there's positioning going on by each side trying to show that they have the willpower for a longer war, if need be, uh, which is part of the, the setup for negotiations. And in the meantime, they're both trying to build their alliances as much as possible, trying to bring in African leaders, which just met up in St. Petersburg, Russia. Uh, not as many of the African leaders showed up as Putin hoped. He was politicking and networking and trying to bring them over to his side, but he didn't do very well. It, it ended up being sort of a, a bust at his summit with the Russia-African summit, and he got some criticism there. And now he's faced uh, with this large negotiation and discussion going on in Saudi Arabia. Uh, the Chinese have been invited to that uh, discussion, they have not accepted yet. So Putin is trying to hold as many countries as he can on his side. The Ukrainians, of course, are trying to pull everybody over to their side. So in a way, it's a war of uh, alliance building uh, and 
In the meantime, the military on both sides is trying to build up their logistics and training and their intelligence on the other side. And so it's very difficult to get the truth from either side because, as Sun Tzu said, all war is deception. And so both sides want to not tell uh, all the truth about themselves because they don't want the other side discovering and finding out uh, even the smallest thing about them. And so it's going to make it always difficult uh, in these situations to uh, get the truth from even our allies, in this case the Ukrainians, and uh, because they don't trust anyone uh, to keep the information secret. And, of course, the Russians want to keep uh, putting out disinformation. Even the Ukrainians are going to put out a lot of disinformation, uh, some of which will find its way uh, here in the United States. So we're going to have to be very alert as to uh, both what our adversaries are doing and what our allies are doing, as always. How is the China-Saudi alliance trying to bring in extra people? How is that working out? And last time we talked, uh, they had Brazil, they had uh, uh, a few Venezuela, a few other countries, and New Zealand was going towards uh, China. What's the latest on all that? Well, the Chinese are finding that their diplomacy is not working as well as they hoped. Uh, their economy is sort of flatlined a little bit. Uh, the Communist Party trying to take over a lot of their industries and insert themselves have led to economic displacement. The foreign minister, who was a bright shining star that was in office for seven months, was suddenly disappeared. Uh, and they brought back the previous foreign minister that had been in office for 14 years. So there were some very unhappy uh, results uh, in the mind of uh, the Chinese President Xi uh, to uh, have that occur because he was like trying to rewrite history. So I think the Chinese feel like their strategy and their diplomacy uh, has failed in the Western Pacific, where we have renewed our ties with Australia, New Zealand, uh, the Solomon Islands and uh, New Guinea, where we've had a blitz of activity, American diplomacy. Uh, also, the Chinese are finding that the uh, Saudis and other countries are not so quick to leave the American embrace as maybe they had indicated. And so the Chinese, I think, are finding that uh, going up against uh, their main enemy, as, as they uh, call the United States, is not as easy as they thought it would be, and that the old United States is uh, a little quicker on their feet and a little more able to uh, rally and find alliances and bring people uh, to the table uh, more in line with our views than what the Chinese had presumed would happen. Well, understood. Now, we read uh, the, uh, the other day that it looks like the, uh, the priority in the uh, uh, Air Force and our uh, military is to get the um, uh, the hypersonic missiles running and possibly uh, using the B-1 bombers. Uh, I mean, we do need hypersonic missiles to react to, to the other side. What, what say you on that? Well, indeed we do. We've got to perfect our hypersonic missiles, some that can be air-launched uh, from aircraft such as the B-1. Uh, or the B-52s, which have been worked pretty hard. Some of them are 70 years old, if you can believe it. 
uh, some pilots are flying the planes that their fathers used to fly. And yet the B-52s and the others can be re-engined, uh, new engines, and they can be kept going. So there'll be some hypervelocity missiles that will be developed that can be launched from aircraft, some from Navy ships, uh, maybe even some from Navy submarines, uh, some from, from the ground, some for the Army. So the hypervelocity missile uh, family that uh, we're trying to build and other countries are trying to build is very, very important. And also, at the same time that both sides are trying to build this capability for these types of missiles, each side is trying to figure out how to build defenses against these types of missiles, how to, to target, how to detect them, uh, how to, to figure out some way to understand where they're going because they can maneuver and flight some of them, and also they're coming at you so quick that stopping them is going to be a very, very uh, difficult military uh, and intelligence uh, problem. And so the uh, offense, uh, so to speak, is becoming uh, more powerful in, in that regard than the ability to defend against this type of weapon. But both sides are very early in the hypervelocity uh, game, so to speak. Well, uh, it's, it's going to be a, a, a very, very important tactic, uh, I guess. Uh, it's hard to stop a hypersonic missile at the speed it's going at. Uh, Ty McCoy, thank you so much for coming on this Sunday morning, and uh, God bless you and God bless America, and thank you for everything you've done for America and continue to speak out for America. Well, John, thank you. Thanks for the wonderful show that you have and bringing this information to the American people. And God bless you and your wonderful team. And uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed that we can prevail with our American uh, valor and our American democracy to uh, bring uh, freedom uh, to as many people uh, as we have done in the past uh, uh, 30 or 40 years with the end of the Cold War. Thank you, Ty McCoy, former Assistant Secretary uh, of the Air Force, West Point graduate.